and welcome to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovations. I'm Laura Milstein, and I know a little bit about technology. And I'm Gabby Schulte, and I also know a little bit, maybe a decent amount, about technology. But since we don't know that that much, we're bringing on heavy hitters from the industry to help us dive into topics so we know more. So today, Gabby, who are we talking to? Today, we're talking to Elena Maryu. Elena is a leadership and mental fitness coach. She um, has worked, uh, you know, brings her coaching work with unique perspective for over 20 years experience in corporate strategy and business operations. She has led teams in both Fortune 500 and startups and mentoring and developing early to mid-stage career professionals. Before becoming a leadership coach, Elena served as VP of operations at New Relic and held multiple leadership roles in strategy and operations at Nike for over a decade. Elena, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you have a very impressive background. And I think what we wanted to bring you on is because you kind of have this very interesting career transition. Um, you know, obviously you were, uh, at Nike for over a decade as VP of operation and, and VP of operations at New Relic. Um, but now you're a leadership and mental fitness coach. So why don't you tell us a little bit first before we get into your new role about kind of of how you got into, um, you know, your kind of corporate life and, 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 and how tech was involved with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll tell you the, um, the LinkedIn story first, maybe, and then add some personal <laughs> notes on top. Sounds uh, again. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, as you, thank you very much. What lovely intro. And I guess I should, um, say that I know just enough about tech to probably be dangerous. <laughs> and when you mix that with being a former management consulting, you, uh, come into things with probably greater confidence sometimes than you should. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so I've in the last, um, you know, decade or so, most of my work, has involved building and uh, teams and growing teams. Um, and what I found over the that decade is I was really getting way more into and jazzed up and excited about um, working with people one-on-one and really helping um, them see their strengths and a new perspective um, and understanding kind of the kinds of feedback too that, that people get and how to incorporate that um, along with a really clear vision of what they're excited to do to see amazing growth and um, what, uh, you know, as a, as a leader and as um, a manager, you get to do that every day. But what's super freeing and exciting about coaching is you don't have any of the extra um, requirements of being that leader and manager that may get in the way of really open, vulnerable, transparent conversations. Um, and that's the way people unlock like their growth is feeling safe and able to like put it all out there. So, um, so yeah, in the last year and a half, I guess it was, I just really decided I'm all in on this. Uh, I got on the, the, you know, the bandwagon, the pandemic bandwagon, I guess it was, <laughs> it is with like shifting focus and, um, really just went through some retraining around what coaching means, how to do that, um, the best of my ability and yeah. And, and I'm in it now doing it. <laughs> that must've been a scary thing, you know, going from, 
uh, all this experience in kind of a corporate world and then, you know, kind of diving into a whole new world. Um, what sort of like challenges did you find? Uh, you know, obviously this is a tech podcast, but we also like, you know, to talk about entrepreneurship and kind of the challenges there. So yeah, what were some of those challenges um, that you found kind of creating your own business? Yeah. I think that the biggest challenge I found here and at other times when I've made career transitions is you, it's like a, you know, it's like you're on this trajectory, right. And you're circling around, you know, um, circling around the planet, you know, planet of whatever you're doing. And, uh, you're like, I need out, I need to be doing something else. I have, I, you know, hopefully you're drawn toward a vision of something, but in many cases, it's like, I don't want to be circling anymore. Um, and it's like, you need this escape velocity. You need like enough courage, energy, and like action to like pull away from that gravitational pull. And, um, for me, it just, it did reach a point where I was like, I am just going to take that leap. Um, and it was frightening and scary, as you said. And I thought, you know what, um, what, what do I have to lose? I mean, honestly, I was, I was not, not as fulfilled as I wanted to be. And I really had spent time with a coach myself. I've worked with um, several different coaches over the last uh, 10 years. And I did some really great introspection around what gets me fired up? What do I want to be doing? And that was enough to create that energy to walk away from something else because it's safe, right? We, who wants to walk away from something that's safe? Even when your heart, you're like, I'm dying here, but you know, it's hard to get away. Um, so it's about creating enough energy and pull away from that, um, gravitational force. Uh, and it's been exciting and massively hard. <laughs> I spent years helping other companies figure out how to run their operations better and how to sell better and, and just be more profitable organizations. And now I'm doing it for myself, one person. And it's not as easy as I thought, but it's good. <sighs> I, I think it's a really interesting thing that you have all of these years of experience in the corporate world working in a tech-focused position and really working where you're you're helping to, as you said, you know, grow the business, do the operations of the business, really focus on, I mean, Nike's a huge company in and of itself. And now you're going from a massive corporation to you are the corporation. And so I think it's, at first, I want to kind of applaud you here for such a big transition. But I want to ask you in having that experience, I would assume that that helps you when you're sort of talking to other people and guiding other people in their transition. Um, entrepreneurship in and of itself is so big and so broad. Can you kind of narrow down for us what that looks like for you? Do you focus more on people that are looking for corporate changes like you did? Do you, what is your, you know, help us kind of walk through what you're doing on a regular basis and, and how different that is from what you were doing? Yeah, sir. I work really um, well right now and closely with um, largely accomplished uh, women, ambitious women who are interested in really, I'm framing it up, you reclaim your power, reclaim your life. And what that really means is getting in touch with your superpowers. What are you really amazing at? And being confident about that. 
Um, and the next piece, which is so critical, is just navigating that self-talk that might be negative. Um, and the source of that talk comes from a lot of different places, but um, uh, performance feedback systems, <laughs> unfortunately at work, are some where labels start to get um, you know, put on your work, on, your, on yourself, and we um, inhabit those. And those are really destructive. Um, and yeah, the last piece is just to act with intention and courageous courageousness, I guess. Um, and so, you know, as I talk with folks who are shifting in their careers, all of those components come into play and, um, and we just start to unpack it. And it, regardless of industry, uh, it's, it's a very similar story for many people. Um, and yeah, in the, in the tech world, I think the biggest uh, thing that I've noticed is that there's just so much um, movement. It feels like right now um, from Folks, company to company, I'd be curious your perspective on this too and what you're hearing from people. But there's so much movement and so much opportunity. And um, a lot of folks that I talk to, uh, they almost sound like they're on um, this phrase I'll, I'll credit my husband for, but like a conveyor belt of jobs. They're just like, okay, I'm going to try this one. Um, mm, I don't know. That one's maybe not working. I'm going to try this one, you know, and I'm going to try this one. And uh, that level of fulfillment doesn't, doesn't seem to be, to be there in the way that somebody's really yearning for. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. Um, you know, we, we talk to a lot of people, I think one through line is, you know, someone started out in this field and then kind of went over here and then bounced back over there. And so there's definitely a lot of movement in, in the field. I think that's the one thing that is kind of interesting about tech because in a lot of other industries, um, it's, it's almost a little, um, you're kind of stuck in a in a certain lane in tech. You you kind of can move around in, in different uh, areas, but also as you said, sometimes that can be hard to find uh, a true fulfillment uh, in what you're doing and kind of all of that. Um, so I want to go back to something you said before that just piqued my interest. You said you know um, enough about tech to be dangerous. So. Tell us a little bit about that. Let's tell us like, a I don't know, maybe do you have like a story that you wouldn't mind sharing or um, something that you think the audience would be interested in hearing about from your experiences? Yeah, Obviously, I think no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. J- JK, uh, <laughs> oh, my, my Siri was listening in. That was oh, all right. I was speaking um, of. Yeah, I think that's probably just a, a more broad statement that I'd make about my uh, life. And, you know, I started as a management consultant. And when you, I got an MBA and I came right out of business school, I joined a management consulting firm. I had been in like, my jobs to date had been I taught English in Japan. Cool. Great. Um, I spent two years Very at the cool. CIA uh, doing analysis, reading Japanese, you know, uh, oh. press and writing articles about that. And then I went to business school. So, um, and then I came out and I'm like, Whoa, what am I going to do? And so I went into management consulting because you get to work with a lot of companies. I thought I'll learn, I'll learn a ton. Right. And, um, the first project I was on was doing analysis for a railroad company. And I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> See, I learned really early to just dive in and start 
you know, learning the language, picking up on the lingo, learning how to reframe questions in a way that it wasn't clear that I didn't know what I was doing. It was just, you know, tell me about what's happening in your company. Cause you know, companies do it differently. And then I just get all this information and enough to speak confidently on something. So that's turned out to be an amazingly powerful skill, honestly. Um, but it's also means that I form opinions quickly and that cannot be a good thing too. But I learn enough to just kind of to suss out the system, if you will. And what are the levers we need to pull? What are the things that are going on and looking for those signals early? Um, and you can, you can go down the wrong path. That's the dangerous part. You can go down the wrong path. And, um, you know, nothing's coming to mind of like a, a major wrong path that I went down, but I'm sure I did yeah. <laughs> along the way. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, you know, that's, I think that's true for a lot of kind of aspects of, of careers and jobs. And, you know, I think kind of what you experience with, you know, like you said, the pandemic, people kind of reassessing what they really want to do with their lives. Um, I think that's so interesting because I, it, it was almost like a, I think they call it, what are they calling it? Um, the great resignation or something like that, where people are, you know, people who have the means to kind of uh, reassess what they want to do. You were actually thinking about, okay, what is going to fulfill my life? What is going to make my career sort of not just feeling like another cog in the wheel sort of deal? So I'm curious, like in your, in your clients or, you know, in your, um, uh, experiences so far as a leadership coach, what type of things are you hearing in that regard? Um, you know, are people really taking this time to reassess what they want to do? And yeah, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. The few folks I've worked with recently who um, are interested in shifting their careers uh, have really... It's interesting where we start the discussion. The discussion all typically, not always, typically starts with Wow, I've been looking at these jobs. I'm reading the job descriptions, and like I know I could do that work, or you know maybe I'm 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 it's a little out of my league, but I want to do it. I don't know, and I just keep reading them, and I'm reading them, and I'm applying, and I'm applying, and I and I'm and I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm headed, you know. And um, I'm like, I understand. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> we probably all have. And you're and you know something to to note, like yes, a lot of privilege is involved in, in a, being able to maybe have more freedom to do this exploration. Absolutely. But we use, I usually just, I'm, I'm like, like, Hey, pause, let's pause for a second. Let's spend some time talking about the places you've been, or when you close your eyes and think about where would you want to be a few years from now? And I'm not saying a role, not role. What role do you want to be in, but what does it feel like? And that visualization is sometimes hard to do because nobody's never <laughs> like thought about it. Like, wait a second, what does get me excited? What did I love to do when I was a kid? Um, what, uh, what makes me feel great right now in the job I'm in? Who do I love working with? What are leaders and, you know, that I, I really loved working for? And when you start to identify those qualities, um, you know, they're, they feel intangible at first, but you start to get more direction around what you're looking for. So instead of just doing the LinkedIn, like, look at the job, look at the job, look at the job, look at the job, you start to be more purposeful and shift your perspective to where do I want to go? What companies get me excited? What kind of people get me excited? And where we often land is 
it's really important to start reaching out and just talking to people, listening, asking questions. What kind of company are you? What do you, you know, what's the problems that you're facing? And do more informational discussions with people to really find that way. And now, will your next job be like, cool, I'm done? You know, the journey's over. I'm good forever. No, that's not life. You know, let's yeah. be realistic. But um, how much more confidently somebody can come to interviews? come to those conversations when they can speak about, I am great at X. I want a place that looks like Y and here's what's going to happen when that comes together. And so like just having that discussion of like getting that, getting um, focused on what, what the goal is really makes it much easier than to have those other conversations down the line when you're actually doing the, the grind work of the search. Right. Right. Um, so that makes me curious, Laura, if you close your eyes, <laughs> where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> I mean, I, I closed them, I reopened them and here I am. This is me in five years. So everyone, you're welcome. You found the Keep perfect on- job. You're there. Listening. Yeah. Listening. Um, I'm actually curious of the tech combination of, of what you're doing. So as somebody who worked, again, you, you, you worked at Nike and in these corporate environments for an extended period of time, really focused on tech. Yeah. You leave tech, you start this whole new company and organization, and you are now in a leadership role where you are guiding people into what do they want to do? Do they want to leave their tech careers or go into a tech career or whatever it is that they want to do? What tech are you using now on a regular basis? This, if any, are you now, did you go, did you just use too much tech that you're, you're just teched out? Um, no, or is it, <laughs> <laughs> so, so how are you using technology now on a regular basis, whether that's in an emotional intelligence when you're actually talking to people, or if it's a, a certain CRM you're using to be organized in order to get help with new clients, you know, what does that look like for you these days? Yeah. Um, right now I'm using Zoom, obviously. I think most many of us are, well, I suppose there's other technologies out there, but I'm using Zoom. Um, you know what? I'll be honest, plain old phone sometimes. Sometimes it's interesting to have a conversation without the visual and just to really listen. It, it really tunes you into the tone and what somebody's saying in a much, much different way. And it just, it kind of Whew, just brings it down for everybody. So plain old technology, phone technology. Um, I am also, I just personally love using um, Asana uh, for just my own project management. Yeah. Used that in the last company I was in. I love me some some Kanban boards and project management um, software. Gabby loves that one too. I do. I like Oh, that. I mean, I've used them to organize major um, sabbatical trip that we took to Europe Ooh. as a family um, for six weeks Ooh. years ago. We'd put one on the wall and it was amazing. Nice. Um, and yeah, let's see what other tech, I mean, it's pretty lean. I Google collaboration, you know, technology, mm-hmm. um, using that a lot, just push uh, Slack, bringing Slack back. Like I don't need Slack myself. Um, it's pretty right. easy. I can just like, you know, talk to myself whenever I want to, but I'm in some other groups that are really working to figure out how to get engagement with mm-hmm. the other members of the group. That's more, um, asynchronous and just allows for quick back and forth. And there's so many folks still in the email thread thing that I'm just like, I can't take it. So I'm trying to bring Slack to those groups, but it's interesting because they're not used to that. And so they don't quote, check it. It's like when, I mean, 
um, uh, the old days of like email. And I, I mean, in the, in the way, way back times for myself, at least uh, pre-email or the origination of email. Like I worked with older partners in my management mm. consulting firm that were having their assistants print their email out to bring it to them to read it. Oh right. So like, I just feel like there's some areas that like we all use Slack and our companies and technology companies have so much amazingness that that's available to them, but there's still yeah. huge segments of the world that aren't using these technologies, or I should say world industries that aren't using these technologies in ways that could be super helpful. Um, I'm not, I haven't delved into the CRM space yet or any of that because it's just, it's not enough flow. And I am a definite advocate for like, don't buy the Ferrari when a bicycle mm. will get you there. So I'm yeah. doing some Google sheets right now. Some of that. <laughs> hey, sometimes the basics is all you need. We we don't, you know, yeah, I, I like Asana, but we definitely use Google apps, um, all that stuff to help us organize things. Yeah. Um, so I have one last question for you. Um, and uh, it has to do with entrepreneurship and leadership. And so if you have like any advice for people who are sort of thinking about transitioning into a different um, career focus or direction in their life, and um, you want to just kind of give them one piece of advice, like what would that be? What would you say to them? And uh, yeah, what do you want to leave audiences with? Yeah. I mean, some one of my favorite coaching questions for just about anything, it can be major things or smaller items is really like zoom out three to five years and take a look at where you're at now. And what do you think about that? And then, you know, part of that visioning we're talking about, you know, where do you see yourself? So it's a look back and it's a look forward at the same time. And just starting that thinking is so, so key. And it's going to take some time. Like you're not going to have an answer right away. Most of us don't. Um, and it's really about identifying that life purpose. And that feels huge to people. In fact, it feels almost like, what is that? How can I like life purpose? Right. Um, I spent years doing strategy for companies and talking about like, what's the purpose and vision. So really the phrase I'd want to leave people with is like, what does it look like if you live your life on purpose? Interesting. I like that. Yeah. And what, and so what does that look like and what does that feel like? And what's your sort of version of that? Hmm. For everyone listening, it is a homework assignment. Please email us (laughs) um, your answers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What does living life on purpose uh, mean? Yeah. To you. And what does that look like? How does that play out? I like it. Well, Alana, thank you so much for joining us today and, and talking to us about, um, you know, your journey through careers and leadership coaching. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate your time. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. We just talked to Elena Maryu. Uh, she is a leadership coach and mental fitness coach. She has served as a VP of operations at New Relic and spent over a decade at Nike. Tell me your entrepreneurship takeaways. I like the twist. The entrepreneurship 
Um, I think she's impressive in the fact that it takes a lot to make a career change. On this podcast, we're always bringing on people in tech and we're talking about data privacy or e-discovery or cybersecurity or some sort of really strong tech-based solution. And I like that with her, we brought her on with somebody that, I mean, she worked at Nike in the tech field for so long. And to take that and move and transition is so interesting. Um It reminds me of when we had on Pierce, um, who did the filmmaking entrepreneurship episode and sort of just seeing the transitions that people go through. And she brought up a lot of really interesting points. I do wish that I asked her if she still only wears Nike shoes. You know, I I feel like everyone from Nike is like, we hate Adidas. And I just want to be like, (laughs) what's in your closet? And I wish that we did ask that. But I, but I think it well, is one of those things, you know, Elena, good for her. Let us know. Are you strictly <laughs> Nike uh, clothing items or do you branch out now that you're a free agent? Oh, do you like what I did there? That was really good. If we see you wearing New Balance, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> free agent. Well, I, <laughs> I agree. Um, I think, you know, especially during this time, so many people are rethinking what they want to do with their life. I really liked what she said at the end, you know, um, what would it look like to live your life on purpose? So I'm going to think about that. That was deep. Um, so if you want to think about that and think more about that, uh, Laura, where can people find us? You can find us at www.thattechpod.com. Sign up, enter your email so you don't miss any information and get some merchandise so you look cool and feel cool because, you know, it's cool to be cool. Uh, we don't have any Nike supplies right now, but if you work at Nike and you want to hook us up, we are interested. If not, that Tech Pod merch is maybe almost as cool as Nike. Maybe we're kind of getting there. Swing on over to our LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash that tech pod. You can tweet at us at that tech pod or find us on Instagram and teach us how to use Twitter or Instagram at that tech pod because we don't know what we are doing or send us an email and teach us how to do it at contact at that tech pod.com. And if you want an easy way to help out the show and support the pod, uh, go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, anywhere you're listening to this podcast, and give us a five-star rating or and or review. Um, it helps people find the show. It helps feed the algorithm. So um, we would love you forever if you did that. See you next time. See you next week. <laughs>